that's a real quick way to get a temperature check on how badass someone was as a youth. Kyle, whether or not they played Duke Nukem 3D on the PC. Yeah, that's a shortcut to figuring out that that person was against aliens and evil. Boy, do I appreciate that. Darby Cast, Economics Wednesday. I have so many thoughts today. It'll be tricky to get to all of them and weave them cohesively into a singular thought and takeaway. Does that mean I won't try? It certainly doesn't. Welcome to the Darby Cast. If you're new, boy, what a show you have stumbled upon. Like I've said in earlier episodes, you may want to just turn this off ASAP. Get the hell out of here. But if you have the courage of a lion, the intellectual capacity of an octopus who knows a lot about subjects, academic subjects, and the body of a Clydesdale horse, which never fails to deliver beheavies to the party, then this might be for you. It might. It might. A lot going on in this wild world of ours. Right, Kyle? Sure is. I'm hearing that there is a quote-unquote insurrection happening and that the 70 or so people who wandered around our Capitol building inside wearing capes and silly hats represent more than half the country. Very interesting to draw that conclusion. Like, oh, guy in a Viking hat entered the Capitol building. Talk about your average American. Disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. People are saying that the storming of the Capitol building was a terrorist attack. And I'm not quite buying it. I'm not. I think you just have a bunch of boomers who followed the Q whodunit, which was just an interesting digital Nancy Drew novel. And a lot of them got really hyped. And they were like, we can change the system. And it's like, absolutely not, you can't. We're not even ruled by our government. Big corporations make our laws. That'd be a hit single if I put music to that. And I could if I wanted to. Don't tempt me. Yeah. I think it was pretty obvious this week when that social media site Parler was booted, exiled off of multiple app stores and then Amazon Web Services all in the same day. And it's like, do you guys have people who know each other in big tech who talk and coordinate actions? Far out. But yeah, I think that sets a real crap precedent. And anybody who's like, hell yeah, I don't agree with those people. Let's rip their tongues out. That'll teach them that their ideas aren't good. It's like, uh, you, uh, huh, weird way to arrive at that conclusion, that that would be an effective way to extinguish an idea, not by refuting it with logical counterpoints, but to try to silence the idea itself. Let me know how that works and how it works out. Because I'm sure everybody who gets 
kicked off the internet or deplatformed, I'm sure they'll get the message like, oh man, my ideas stink. Maybe I'll just shut up forever. Just tuck my tail in between my legs and call it a day. Man, I'm so evil. I'm such a bad person. That's what everybody thinks when they get censored, right? Maybe, maybe not. Kyle, the jury's out. We'll see, right, pal? Insurrection seems like an inappropriate use of the word. I mean, that's like effectively declaring like 70 to 80 million Americans enemy combatants. It's like, ah, that's not a good call. There was once a Japanese general who said that invading the mainland U.S. was a suicide mission. Why? Because there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. And that was quoted decades ago. So what do you think the situation is now? Like a couple guns behind every blade of grass. That's right. That's right. It's interesting that big tech has decided to tighten their grip, tighten the screws on people who aren't towing their ideological line. I mean, I get that they're doing it because they can and they kind of have a lot of unchecked power and they can call up their buddies at other humongous tech companies and be like, hey, let's smack it to all those people who were mean to us in high school. Like that's the fundamental basis of it, right? I've said it before on the Darby cast and I'll say it again. Revenge of the nerds, vindictive dorks who were like, hey, why were all those tall, handsome guys getting all the chicks? That's bullshit. It's like, well, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's a struggle for you. Huh. Okay. So it's an interesting show. And a lot of dweebs are cracking down. And it brings me back to a question that I ask myself and I ask you, the Darbycast doctors, quite often. Are the people doing this, are they incompetent? Or do they know exactly what they're doing? And they are purposefully trying to piss you the hell off if you don't have the exact same politics that they do. If you are not 100% ideologically aligned with an effeminate Silicon Valley tech person, you apparently have to go now. That's like the new law of the land. And then you've got lefties who are cheering this on. They're like, hell yeah, get these people off the internet. I'm thrilled. And it's like, okay, Darren, Shiloh, Todd. Take it easy. Yeah, these people don't realize it could one day happen to them. As you cheer on the censorship, oh boy, bit of a fiasco of a whodunit if it ever came for you. Shiloh, you son of a bitch. We'll see how this plays out. We will. We will. But you have people on the left who are, I don't even know if they really have a concrete ideology other than to just angrily repeat whatever they hear from their favorite news outlets. And that can be said of people on the right as well. But you got to love the people who are like, hey, man, Amazon is a private company. They can do whatever they want. They can censor people. And it's like, yes, they can do that. Yes. Yes, they can. Is it a good idea? Will the outcome be really solid? 
what do we think is going to happen in the next year, five years, 10 years? If everybody whose opinions don't match ours, if we just try to exile them, will they all just scamper off and say, fuck me, right? I just had the worst ideas ever. If I didn't, they wouldn't have gotten banned. Imagine being somebody cheering on censorship and being the faux libertarian who's like, free market. Like, they could do whatever they want. Just start your own social media company. Just start your own digital tech internet apparatus. Just make your own internet service provider. And if the credit card companies won't take your card info and they won't process any payments for you and your business, just make your own card company. And then if the banks won't align with that card company, just make your own bank. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, now you're talking about a lot of shakeups. Yeah, these big companies are engaging in some pretty risky, monopolistic, anti-competitive behavior. And people are saying, whatever, just go make your own. And you know what? People just might make their own stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if when people make their own things, that they would just happily forget that there were a lot of people cheering on their demise and celebrating their expulsion. So eh, maybe you keep that in mind. And another funny thing with this whole parlor whodunit is I think a lot of data was extracted that there was a hack. There was a breach of personal information. And then a bunch of people's info, their parlays were stored and categorized. And you had people, individuals, not necessarily corporations, but you had individuals crowing at that and being like, yeah, we've got your info. You know, the stuff that you on the right say, confidently and use your real name to say it and you say it shamelessly, we know who you are. And it's like, yeah, okay. But one thing that I think is really funny and shows a complete lack of self-awareness is like, there isn't a whole lot of censorship of left-leaning thought, right? What do you think the right-wing nerds, and they exist, oh boy, do they exist. What do you think they've been doing with your tweets and your Facebook posts, and all of your angry, hateful rhetoric this whole freaking time. You got their parlor information, but they've had your info for a long time. That should startle you if you're one of those people like, yeah, gotcha, you dirty conservative who believes in going to church and not having three divorces before you're 40 evil fuck. That's interesting. It's interesting. So that's what's going down right now. You all know this. You're a Darby cast doctor. You are aligned with the goings on of the day. Or maybe you aren't. I've tried to avoid looking into too many things, but curiosity always kills this proverbial cat. That's me. That is how I operate. My interest is just piqued by all of the hoopla, chicanery, skullduggery, nonsense going on at the moment. It's just too juicy to not pay attention. People act like with Donnie J not 
ascending to the presidency. You know, it's funny. Some people are still like, yeah, Donnie J, he's going to start DDTing the competition or dunking on him or uppercutting. I don't know, other sports references. It seems to me like that time has come and gone, but who knows, right? Who knows? The whole thing is an interesting circus. It is a fascinating circus. But it seems as though people are being purposefully pissed off. But I was having this thought today. I'm like, wait a second. Is this all a distraction from the fact that our economy is on the precipice of just collapsing? That our entire monetary policy of print as much money as possible and try to spend our way back into success, that that was going to kind of flop? Yeah, I think the U.S. economy has basically been a runaway freight train destined to not just fly off a cliff, but fly off a cliff into a sea of lava. I think that has pretty much been our economic destiny for quite some time. I don't think that's a new thing. But all this big tech censorship and all the political theater that's going on right now, I feel as though that that is kind of a interesting distraction. I think COVID also plays an interesting role in that distraction piece from the economic reality that a lot of humongous companies have done exceptionally well at the expense of the individual, the American taxpayer, the American family, and most American institutions. And that the whole thing's kind of like, nah, not going so well. And there's all these reasons to blame it on something. And the right is claiming their fall guy and the left is claiming theirs. And at the end of the day, it could be a bit of a for everybody. But you know what? Today on an Economics Wednesday, you know what I'd like to talk about? Hobbies. That's right. I was thinking about hobbies and how uppity people tend to ruin them. Okay. So growing up, I didn't have too many hobbies. I played a lot of sports, played some video games. I built forts and I made mischief. Thank goodness a lot of those activities, most of them for that matter, were not infected with highly emasculated, complainy pussies like most activities and hobbies are now. Okay. So I was really thinking about hobbies today. Quote unquote insurrection aside, I want to talk the hobby game. And so I indulged and I went to dictionary.com and I was like, what's the definition of hobby? First thing that came up, a small old world falcon that is dark blue above and white below with dark streaking on the breast. And I was like, boy, I've never had a hobby quite like that. That seems like one of the better hobbies I've heard of. And I was surprised that that was the first definition. Second definition is a pursuit outside one's regular occupation engaged in especially for relaxation. Especially. I think we have a lot of hobbyist internet browsers and social media users, and there's really no filter to people entering the hobby. And that's why you get a bunch of idiots who ruin it. You know, there are certain hobbies that kind of filter out complaining bajays. Take into account something like painting models, right? Just like a little 164th 
scale model DeLorean, painting that thing just right with a magnifying glass. That is such an insane sounding thing to do for just about anyone that that activity, and it's a solo deal, that I don't think that activity is ever going to be corrupted by somebody being like, painting DeLoreans isn't inclusive enough. I just don't see that ever being an issue. My hobbies from when I was a youth, I don't know what the world of fort building is like now. It probably sucks because you probably had people be like, my son Jasper's too fat to climb the tree. We are disallowing tree houses in this city. And then that was it. That's what happens now. You just get some complainy person who's like, this hobby doesn't suit my sloppy child or my sloppy adult person that I know or me if I'm the sloppy adult, right? This is a recurring theme on the Darby cast. A recurring theme that we discuss is people who are fundamentally inadequate at certain activities would rather make the activity shitty for everyone or ban it outright. Does that sound familiar with what I was talking about earlier? It sure does. It sure does. If I can't hang in your activity, that activity's got to go. If you enjoy that, I've got to make it go away if I can't compete at it. What a show. What an absolute show that is. So let's go back to the first definition of hobby, which, of course, for all of us, brings up the deep-rooted fantasy of us all being elite-level falconers. Doesn't that sound primo? Doesn't that sound great? I think that would be a lot like painting DeLoreans and like knights in shining armor, a scaled-down models. And if you're connecting the dots that I'm kind of hinting at with the DeLorean, time travel, knights, medieval times, what's that episode? Number 62, Napalm and Gatorade. Go listen to it right now if you haven't. But falconry. How incredible does that sound? I bet you if we all took up falconry and got serious about it. I'm not talking about being your weekend falconer that nobody respects. Because if you're not really committed to it, people will know and they'll be like, oh, you seem like a pretty shitty falconer. That would hurt if you owned a falcon and somebody wasn't impressed with what you were doing. So that's why you got to give it your all. That is why you got to give it your all as a falconer. I don't know how much a falcon costs. It could be a lot of money. I don't know what it takes to develop that skill set. How do you look up the local falconry school? Do you just go on the internet? Or has Google already removed falconry from its search results because falconry is so fucking sweet? Boy, wouldn't that be a tragedy. Wouldn't that be a tragedy? But because the Darby cast is such a rip-roaring, fantastic beacon of pop culture, I have no doubt that falconry, as a hobby discipline, is about to really hit the scene in a huge way. Get your falcons now because they may be in short supply. I'm going to need you to spend, make an investment. Because falconry is not just a hobby. Maybe that's how it starts. But then I think you've got a lot of business opportunities. 
you attach a 4K camera to that Falcon and all of a sudden every drone pilot in your area is cursing your name out of jealousy, being like, wow, the guy really put us out of work with his Falcon named Gary. What a great Falcon named Gary. Can you imagine just having that 4K cam and being like, Gary, take a couple trips around this house. We're going to sell the video to a realtor. And then the local drone pilot will be like, that was my job. And then you're like, Gary, rip that guy's eyes out. And Gary could do that. Good luck ripping somebody's eyes out with a drone. You're never going to pull it off. You're never going to pull that off. Yeah, joke's on you. If that's why you bought a drone, you'd be like, yeah, I'm thinking about scrambling a couple people's eyeballs. Let me just stop you right there and say, Gary the Falcon is pushing you out of the market. But because DarbyCast is, as you know, always one to 18 steps ahead of the curve, falconry's going to get big. And what happens when something gets big? It's going to get infiltrated by losers. Even if they suck at falconry, they're going to try to get into it. And then they're going to try to ruin it for you. The people who buy a falcon and then they can't hack it, what are they going to do? A, they're going to kill their own falcon because they're angry that it won't do what it wants them to do, even though it was their fault because there are no bad falcons. There are only bad falconers. That is one of the truest things you will ever hear in your entire life. But when these resentful, quote-unquote, falconers realize that they just don't have what it takes to forge a real bond with a majestic bird like a peregrine falcon named Gary, what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to outlaw falconry. And then all of a sudden, your real estate 4K video business is in jeopardy. And then the drone people are celebrating and they're like, all right, here's my chance. But that's when you take it a step further. And this is what real hobbyists do. They make their hobby more and more difficult to dissuade idiots from even trying to enter. So what does that look like for you in the future as an expert falconer who is really staring down the prospect of maybe not being able to falcon about. Add motocross to it. That's what. You just add a motorcycle, preferably a dirt bike, and then it becomes a different sport altogether. Because if these people thought that falconry was tough, boy, are they just not even going to attempt moto falconry. Moto falconry. Greatest sport there is. Greatest hobby there is. And there's a lot of great companionship that comes from that. Kyle, I know you have a dog and that's doing you just fine. But like, consider moto falconry on top of that. Boy, would you be a force. You'd be a beast master, wouldn't you, Kyle? You sure would. Doesn't that sound great, Darby Cast doctors? Because as I am speaking this into existence, I think we've just found an uncancelable hobby. Uncancelable. What are they going to do? Are they going to come for your motorcycle? Are they going to come for your dirt bike? Yeah, right. You're already on an escape route into the mountains, doing cool tricks, getting a little air, turning the handlebars to the side a little bit so your wheel goes like, boy, does that just freak pussies out. And then on top of that, you've got a falcon. 
totally self-sufficient. By the way, you just say, hey, Gary, go get yourself a field mouse. Go get a fat one. Just treat yourself, Gary. You earned it. You are so good at real estate preview videos. Keller Williams, the real estate company, tries to like buy Gary off of you. And you're like, no, absolutely not. That is so inappropriate. That is so off. Everything about that is off. Limits, off base, off the reservation. That is what these people would never understand. If something gets popular enough and it is incredibly sweet, losers have no choice but to try to ban it. That is the big takeaway from this Economics Wednesday. If what you're doing is super sweet and you're really cool and it's tough to do what you're doing, people are going to hate you. And they're going to be like, we can't have this. And it's like, hey, fuck you, dude. And in the Digisphere, they can cancel you. But in the Falcon Sphere, good luck. So maybe this is just the call to people who are a little bit, you know, in the middle, maybe a little center right, maybe a little right of center right to just do some activities that are a little bit more outdoorsy and a little bit more falcon oriented and or motocross. I think those are important things to do. And in your downtime, paint a DeLorean miniaturized model. Why not? Sure, people will call you an insurrectionist or something. Ah, those terrorist DeLorean painters. They are so evil. Maybe people would say that about you, but what do you care? You have a dirt bike. You can turn the handle part of the side while getting a little bit of air and your Falcon is getting the whole thing on video and then you sell the video to VH1. And you say, you can use this in a music video, but you're going to need to compensate me first. And then you're just living large. You're living large. Sure, the internet offers a lot of opportunities, but not the only opportunities that matter. So here's what I'll say. Economically, things could be getting pretty real soon. Could be in the next year, could be in the next five years, 10 years. But let me ask you a question. If that day were to come, would you rather have a motocross bike and a Falcon or neither of those things? And I think that answer is pretty clear. Don't get caught up in the rat race that is online censorship because things are going to ebb and flow and come and go, but Falcons are forever. Just put that on a sweatshirt. You know what? I will even do that for you. I'll put that on the DarbyCast merch. I don't know about you, but I've been walking around with my DarbyCast Heather Gray sweatshirt and it's been getting more than a handful of compliments. People are like, wow, what's going on with that logo? That thing is really, really cool. That just warms my heart. You know what I'd like to get? Here's what I'll tell you. I will make sweatshirts that say Falcons are forever. I will also make custom Falcon caps with QR codes on them that link directly to the Darby cast. So you can send your Falcon over to some cool looking person and be like, Gary, Get over to that great looking chick and just tell her what's going on with the QR code. Do it, Gary. You and I are connected in a cerebral level and a spiritual one. 
Go, Gary, go. Doesn't that sound like the life worth living? It totally does. So big takeaways from this episode. Falcons are forever. Internet censorship, probably going to backfire. Economic landscape, nah, kind of sloppy. Things could get weird. Motocross bikes, all you need is a little bit of air to do a kind of cool trick. I think those are some of the biggest takeaways. Also, I'll just circle back a little bit. Another takeaway, what happened on January 6th had to have been the least impressive insurrection in the history of insurrections. 70 people breaking windows like assholes, going into the Capitol building, wearing capes and buffalo horns. Is that who you are? No, it's not. Why? Because you're a falconer now. You were never a horned hat wearing fuck to begin with. None of us have been. None of us will be. Because that's not the preferred garb of a falconer. You know what falconers wear? Darby cast sweatshirts. That's right. That is right. I hope that this Economics Wednesday has instilled in you a whole lot of confidence that your hobbies are safe as long as they're offline. Offline hobbies are a lot more difficult to cancel. So get some. And they're a lot more fun. Kyle, I wish you could just write a great blog post about how much fun you've been having training this dog, right? Hasn't that brought you joy? Almost as much as Duke Nukem 3D on the PC in the 90s? More so. That's what I thought. Right, Kyle. I'm preaching to the choir, Kyle. I am with you. But Darbycast Doctors, that's going to do it for this Economics Wednesday. Until next time, go ahead and research Falcon dealerships. Hopefully, in the next couple days, you'll have a good sense of how much Falcons cost and where the nearest local Falcon dealer is. I look forward to you naming your Falcon a human name like Gary or Paul or Justin, Kevin. Any of these names would do quite nicely. Motocross bikes that I like, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Honda, maybe. Kyle, what are some American-made dirt bikes? We'll look those up because we like that. We're patriots, Kyle. Not afraid to admit it either. All right, DarbyCast doctors. Until next time.